Thanks for listening to another message from Life Christian Church. We hope it challenges and encourages you and helps you to grow in your faith. Don't forget, download our app to stay up to date with what's going on at Life. Share your prayer requests or pray for others. Read the Bible online and much, much more. Simply search for Life Christian Church in your app store. Well, as some of you may be aware that... um our family have just had a couple of weeks holidays and just want to say thank you for allow, allowing us to do that. And uh, I don't think I've ever had holidays a couple of weeks like that in November or at least for a long, long time. And I've got to say it's kind of weird taking time off in the end of November and then coming back to work and all of a sudden you're in the thick of December. Who can believe it's, it's here? Christmas it's here. It's like it just happens so quickly. Does anyone else feel that? Uh, the year just flies by. It's like time stops for no one. And here we are at, in the start, the first Sunday of de- December. And, uh, you know, it's a month where I think for so many of us, we get incredibly busy. And our calendars fill up and you just look for the, the nights where you have a night free, uh, which for many of us isn't too often. And we just get so busy. It's, it's a really busy month and uh, we just hang on for dear life. Does anyone else do that? Is anyone else hanging out for holidays already? Just a few. I'm sure there'll be more as the month goes on. You know, the month of December is one of those months, it's kind of if you blink, you'll miss it. Like we all put this energy in and it's like we lean, lean in and look forward to Christmas and then all of a sudden it's Boxing Day. And uh, Christmas comes and goes pretty quickly. I, I must confess, I'm a big fan of Boxing Day uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one's this, there's always a ton of leftover food in the fridge. And uh, who knows that something magical happens when you put food in the fridge, leave it for 24 hours and eat it the next day. It's like there's some little, I don't know, little angels in the refrigerator that weave their magic and mix it all together and it just comes out tasting better. Does anyone agree with that? Leftovers are fantastic. So Boxing Day is great. The second reason I love Boxing Day is because usually the schedule's finished. Like you don't have to be anywhere often on Boxing Day and you can just kind of do what you want to do and find some time to lay on the couch and eat more food that you don't need and have a nana nap and eat more food and have another nap or do whatever you want to do. But one of the reasons I love Boxing Day is because I love to eat leftovers, lay on the couch, fall asleep if I want to, and uh, watch the Boxing Day test. That's, for me, that's fantastic. So I have lots to look forward to in December, and uh, it's one of those months where if you blink, you'll miss it. And quite simply, like if you're just not careful, you'll be so looking forward to Christmas, it comes and goes so quickly, and then all of a sudden New Year's has been and it's the 1st of January. And it's like, oh no, now I've got to learn to write 2023, not 22, and we're in a whole new year. If you have uh, children at school, something even worse happens. Before you know it, it's the end of January, February's come around and your kids are starting school again. Sometimes that's not all bad, just quietly. But it just moves so, so quickly. It's a season where we find ourselves often looking forward to the holidays, looking forward to taking a breath, finding hope in the thought of a quiet day tomorrow. And we're just always looking forward, looking for hope, looking for some quiet space, some downtime. You know, 
Christmas really can be a season, December can be a season where many, many people find themselves so busy, so tired and so overwhelmed. Has anyone ever felt like that before? So stretched, so exhausted. You know, I have weeks and I'm sure we all have weeks where you just go, I just want a night at home. That's all I want. I'm not asking for much. Just a night at home would be a great blessing. You know, we get so busy. It can be so overwhelming. So, so it stretches our schedule so much. I want to remind you today with this next uh, few minutes that we have together around today's message that in the midst of the busyness of life, No matter what our schedule looks like, no matter how busy we are, no matter how tired we are, no matter how overwhelmed we are, that God has gifted to every single one of us the precious, precious gift that whoever would accept him, whoever would say, yep, I'll receive that gift. He has given his son, Jesus. Can I hear an amen this morning? I don't know how you feel about that today, but I want to tell you that's some pretty good news that should make some little, uh, little feelings or something jump up and down on the inside and go, I'm so grateful, so grateful, so grateful that God gave me Jesus. What a person. What a story. Baby Jesus. Emmanuel. Born of a virgin. The son of the God most high. Sent to earth. Jesus. A resurrected king, a saviour, our saviour, my saviour, the great redeemer. Who's glad he's a great redeemer? Who's glad that God has the capacity to take that which was, you know, the enemy would want to bring us down and God takes it and uses it to build us up and uses that as a place for us to minister in life. The great redeemer. Jesus, the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Jesus, Emmanuel, what a beautiful name, Emmanuel. Friends, I want to encourage you today throughout this message And my prayer in leading up to this today is that you would leave this room today ready to take life in general, but the month of December, the busyness of busy schedules, and take it by the scruff of the horns and just go hard at it because you know that you know that you know Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with me. You know, I want to point out the significance of that name. I've just said it, but in Matthew 1, verse 23, it says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him what? Come on, you can do better than that. And they will call him... There we go. Which means God with us. Turn to to the person on your left and say, God with us. Turn to the person on your right and say, God is with me. Awesome. I want to point out very quickly this morning that to know that God is with you is perhaps one of the greatest blessings that you will ever know in life as a believer. God is with me. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, God is with me. You might be in grade six, graduating grade six. 
Next year's high school. New school. New circle of friends. New teachers. So much unknown. Let me tell you that if that is you this morning, God is with you. God is with you. Maybe you've finished year 12, you've graduated. You're looking at university next year or maybe you're in that space where you go, I've no clue what I'm going to do next. Let me tell you this morning, young people, God is with you. He is with you. Maybe in the last few months you've had some news News you weren't expecting, a health diagnosis. Maybe a loved one has passed away. Maybe there's been pain. Maybe you've walked a season of great joy and great blessing. Let me tell you today, quite simply, God is with you. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, God is with you. I love this idea. I don't know who was first in the building this morning, but I suspect uh, Martin McNabb would have been one of them. Praise God for Martin, because when Martin walked in and the second person, the Bible tells us that when two or three gathered, there's God also. So I want to encourage us this morning to have a simple enough faith to go, you know what, in this room is God. He's here. I don't know what seats he's sitting in. The Bible tells us he's in each of us. So the good news this morning is if everything goes pear-shaped, well, God could have spoke up. He's here. I'm being a bit facetious. But God's here. He's with us. And to truly know that he's here, that he's with us, is one of life's greatest blessings. I want to read to you this morning. A psalm, a well-known psalm, a psalm that I love dearly with all my heart. And I'm sure many of you do this morning. It's Psalm 23. You've probably read it a thousand times. But let me read it to you today. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Listen to this, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can I hear a hearty amen to that this morning? I love that piece of scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. It's personal. You see, he's your shepherd. I trust he's your shepherd. And I'm celebrating that this morning, but I'm going one further. I'm stoked for myself because he's my shepherd. And I lack nothing. He makes me lay down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. Who's glad about that today? You know, right there in Psalm 23, it paints a beautiful picture of the one whom we celebrate in the month of December, the Christmas season, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, the Son of God came to earth 
Not so God could show off. Not so God could go, how cool is this son of mine and he's like me and if you look at him, you'll see how amazing I am and how good am I, yada, da, da, da. No, he, he sent Jesus. Yes, so we could get a picture of God, but he sent Jesus so we would never, ever be alone. Emmanuel, God with us. Today, I want to just look at six areas and I'm going to go through these quickly, but six areas in life in which we find Emmanuel. Jesus, God with us. Are you with me this morning? Number one is this. If you're taking notes, you'll have to be quick. They're going to come up and go really quickly. Number one is this. Emmanuel, God is with us in conversion. In our conversion, at time of conversion, God is in us. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 16 says this. It says, For we are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they will be my people. John 14 and 20 says, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father. Listen to this. I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. I just want to highlight I think this is pretty cool. And if you don't hear anything else today, maybe get a hold of this afresh. Reality is no matter where we go in life, no matter what we do in life, no matter what life looks like, good day, bad day, ugly day. As followers of Jesus, it is impossible for us to actually ever, ever, ever be alone. It's impossible. Let that sink in just for a moment, that it is impossible for you to ever be alone. Truly, as followers of Jesus, if we take Scripture for the truth that it is, it is impossible for me to ever be alone. It is impossible for you to ever be alone. Because quite simply, God never, ever, ever left us alone. He sent his son Jesus by his spirit to dwell within each of us. You see, I'm never alone. When I go to do something that scares the living daylights out of me, I can be confident, God, thank you that you're with me. Thank you that I'm not alone in this. I'll give you a little secret. I've had a few holidays the last few weeks and I don't often feel nervous about speaking, but this morning I was standing there and I'm going, eh, I'm good. I don't feel overly confident this morning. This is like getting back on the horse again. Hang on a second. God, thank you. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you're in me. Thank you that I don't have to try and be anything other than who you've created to me to be. Are you with me this morning? In our conversion, Emmanuel, God is in us. Number two, if you're taking notes, in circumstances, God is around us. See, God is around us everywhere. Psalm 125 verse 2 says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. 
both now and forevermore. It's endless. Psalm 145, verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to all who call to Him, on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. You know, as far as the east is from the west, the north is from the south, God is around us. You cannot run away from God. Who's ever tried to run away from God? Yeah, done a bit of a Jonah, right? Maybe you haven't done the fish thing, but I want to tell you today, I'm speaking from experience. It's pretty hard to run away from God. And maybe God's spoken things into your world, into your heart, into your life, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's awesome, but I'm not sure. Can I just say today, lovingly, graciously, as a friend, as a brother, as someone who has Moses moments all the time going, God, really me? It's really hard to run away from God. He's fantastic at chasings. He'll run you down in a good way. As far as the east is from the west, the north is from the south. We cannot escape. We cannot run away from God because God, Emmanuel, Jesus, Emmanuel, God is around us. And number three this morning, in church, in church, God is among us. I said this earlier, but Matthew 18 and 20 says, for where two or three gather, in my name, there I am with them. Most of you know that Haley and I, we pastor out at Port Sorrel. Earlier in the year, we went through a little season where it felt like God uh, was blessing us without people more than he was blessing us with people. And we had Sundays where we might, may have only had 15 people in the room. And as a church leader, as a church pastor, you kind of go, what is this about? God, this is not what I imagined. But then you just have little moments where you go, actually, might be light on numbers. But Matthew 18, 20 tells me that kind of doesn't matter. If we get down to one, we might have an issue. But if there's two or three, we're good to go. We got what we need. We have a couple of people which tells me we have God. We're good to go. You see, in church, God is among us. I love that many, many times we're in services and perhaps you just have that, that sense that God's here. He's here. I can feel him. It's tangible. God is among us. You know, Jesus, Emmanuel, God is among us. He's here this morning. Number four, in conflict, God is for us. I was going to ask who enjoys conflict. Don't put your hand up. But we all go through it, don't we? We all have moments of conflict. Let me remind you today that God is for us. Romans 8.31 tells us this, What then shall we say? In response to these things, if God is for us, what does it say? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
So if God is for me, who can be against me? Deuteronomy 3 verse 22 says, Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. I love that picture. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. God is fighting for you. In your conflict, God fights for you. When you go to work and there's that colleague that drives you absolutely bonkers, that just gets under your skin. No, you don't have those people. The one that just says the things that just makes you want to lovingly lay your hands on them. In conflict, when someone lets you down, And you know that they've let you down. And you just want to let them know that they've let you down. In conflict, God is for us. God fights for you. God's on your side. He's going into bat for you. He's going to stick up for you. Let me say it really plainly today, but we were never, ever created. Speaking of conflict, we were never created to be hateful beings. It's not what God intended for any of us. We weren't created to be hateful. We were created to be faithful. We're created to be faith-filled people, knowing that in all seasons, no matter what we go through, no matter the conflict, no matter the work colleague, no matter... You know, the family member, the friend, the child, whoever. No matter what the conflict looks like, let's remember that Emmanuel, God, is for us. God is for us. Number five this morning. We'll be done real real soon. Number five is in crisis. God is beneath us. In crisis, God is beneath us. What do I mean by that? Deuteronomy 33 verse 27 says, The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies before you, saying, destroy them. I love this picture that scripture gives that when things aren't perhaps going well, In the moments in life of crisis, when things catch us by surprise and maybe you've lost a loved one or maybe you've had news you weren't expecting, but in a crisis, here's this picture of God underneath us holding us. I don't know if you have a person in your world that every time you meet them. Maybe you don't see them often, but when you do, they're a big figure, but they're a big soft teddy bear figure that just give the most beautiful hugs. I want to encourage us today that it's kind of what Scripture is telling us here, that in our moment of crisis, God's there underneath us. His arms are under us, holding us up, lifting us up, just saying, it's okay, it's okay. I'm here, I'm with you, reassuring you. Being present, that he's with you. You know, you can be certain in your greatest day of need 
in your greatest moment of crisis, God's everlasting arms are underneath you. They're holding you up. I was chatting to a dear friend and a member of our Port Sorrel congregation. And he knows I'm sharing this. I was chatting to him on Friday. He's currently in Canberra. He flew up there in a mad rush because his sister had been diagnosed with cancer. And he was flying up there to say goodbye. I was talking to Greg on Friday and, you know, one of those conversations where you just want to be present. You know you don't have all the right words, but you just want to be present. And I'm chatting to Greg and Greg just starts talking. He's a beautiful man, an older gentleman, beautiful, beautiful man. And he just says to me, he says, Dan, you said you wouldn't believe it. He said, I've known what it is to pray for people and have people pray for me and You know, I've walked a faith journey for a lot of years. He said, but never in my life have I felt the presence of God knowing that people are praying for me like I have just this week. Praise God, Greg's hoping to be home on Tuesday, coming home because there's a pathway forward for his sister to recover. And Greg just began to talk about this experience of, I I know what it is to pray for people, but I've never felt the presence of God uphold me like I have this week. And I've got to tell you, it was quite humbling just to be on the other end of the phone, listening to a senior man of faith, holding back tears, saying God was just, he was there, he was holding me. In his greatest time of need, he knew what it was to experience God underneath him, holding him. You see, here's Jesus, this beautiful name of Emmanuel. Let me remind you this morning that it points back to our Father in heaven. Emmanuel, God is beneath us. He doesn't let us go. He lets us go through some things. But he never lets us go. Can I hear an amen? Number six, and I'm going to wrap this up super quick, is God is not just beneath us, but he's also above us. Ephesians 4, 6 says this. It says, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Genesis 28, 15. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. What beautiful words. Is God, I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 says, You know this, I'm sure, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let me say this today, even when we don't understand what's going on. You see, I think as humans, often we have similar issues. I wouldn't call myself a control freak, but I dang well like to know what's going on. 
don't leave me hanging. I like to know what's happening. I like to know what's going to happen next. But when I read Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, it almost gives you a little hint that sometimes God won't tell you what's going to happen next. Because my thoughts are not your thoughts, says God. Neither are your ways my ways, just to let you know. It goes on to say, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So friends, let me encourage you with this this morning. Even when we don't understand, because sometimes we won't, Sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's just not going to be possible for us to understand in the moment. Because God's ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ideas are better than my ideas. So even when we don't understand, in care, we can remain confident that God cares for each of us. We can be confident that God loves us. He may not have given you all the details, but it doesn't mean he's absent. He cares for you. You see, Emmanuel, God is above us. He's beneath us, but he's also above us. You know, as we close this morning, I want to ask the team to come back. We're going to finish with a song together this morning. But I want to remind us today as we enter the month of December, I hope you have a great month and a great Christmas season. I hope it's a month where you just find great joy in all that you do, all that you put your hand to. I love December. I actually enjoy most of the busyness. I enjoy the festivities. I enjoy having time with family. I enjoy getting some time to have some quiet time. I love the Boxing Day cricket. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I do love the fridge. <laughs> Someone just said the fridge. It's a great time of year. But I want to encourage us in a month where we can find ourselves in moments of feeling overwhelmed and it's so busy and it's so hectic. We're so stretched and exhausted, hanging out for a break. There's nothing wrong with that. You haven't failed if you feel like that. Let's be real. But I pray that this December, this Christmas season, that you can be sure of three things, just three things. The first one is this, that God has been with you in the past. And if you look back over your life, you'll see God's been with you. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. As you look back, you go, yep, God was with me. And I can see now where he was and where he was working. And I can see that in the silence, he was still working. God's been with you in the past. Second thing is, he's with you in the present. No matter what you face today, no matter what's ahead of you, no matter what you go through day to day God's with you church let's be confident that as you go to work and as you go to what sometimes feels like mundane tasks 
let me encourage you. God's with you. He wants to help you with those things. He's with you in the present. And of course, thirdly, God will be with you in the future. God will be with us always, forevermore. He won't leave us. He's not going to drop you in a season and then go, catch you later. I'll be back in six weeks. It's not how God works. God will always be with you. I'll share this last verse with you this morning. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. It says, be strong and courageous. Children of God, sons and daughters, young people and old people, people in between, working class, retired, people that are living comfortably in life, for those that battle. My kids, be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified of them. I love this because why the Lord goes with you. The Lord goes with you. You know, when you leave this building today and get in your car, God goes with you. Thank the Lord for that. I've seen some of you drive. God goes with us. He never leaves us. He will never leave you. Doesn't say He may leave you if you get it wrong. Doesn't say He may bail on you when you mess it up again. Doesn't say when you fall into that sin that you've fallen into 3,000 times. Trust that's not the case, but let's be real. Doesn't say He may give up on you. Doesn't say you cross a line where you're too bad for God. Just says He will never leave you, nor will He forsake you. Sorry, teachers, but you can be the baddest. (laughs) You can be the baddest teacher or the baddest person or the baddest kid or the baddest parent. He'll never leave you and He'll never forsake you. Doesn't give you right for poor behaviour. Doesn't give you right to keep messing up but it gives you the absolute right to hold on to the truth that God will never leave me. And no matter how many times I get it wrong, no matter how many times I mess it up, there's my dad with his arms wide open saying, come home, kid. Come home. So here we are the first Sunday in December. probably going to be faced with a busy week lots to do maybe you got some Christmas shopping that you really should have started six weeks ago or whatever but I want to remind you today the first weekend in December Jesus Emmanuel God's with us God's with us And He's not just with me, 
He's not just with you, He's with all of us. It's personal. When I leave here today, when I go and do the things that I have to do, when I meet with the family members over the next month, where to be quite honest, I'd be happy to be home on my couch. No, you don't have a life like that. God's with me. He never left me. He'll never leave me. And He'll never forsake you. Can I hear an amen this morning? Let me pray for you, church. Stand to your feet if you're able. I'd love to pray for you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you love us. Father, I thank you this morning for the truth of this word. I thank you for the precious, precious gift, the beautiful gift that's available to each of us, your son, Jesus. And today, God, on this first Sunday in December, we just want to say thank you. Thank you that we're never alone. Thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. Thank you that you made a way back to yourself when there was never, ever anything we could do to cross that gap. But because of your son, Jesus, we have access back to our Father in heaven. So God, I pray this December our hearts would be full. I pray that our hearts would be full of gratitude, thankfulness, but also a great sense and a great awareness that God, you are with us. You are with us. We thank you for this. We give you praise. We give you honour. And we ask today as we go, we would never forget that God, you are with us. Emmanuel, God with us. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus and every person said with a hearty voice, Amen.